Hello, Pastor Deborah here. We are in another word of encouragement video for you, little one. And the motion video that is behind me is from Pixabay to help you see into the realm of the spirit. We want to thank Pixabay and its creators. We want to bless them for they are helping the Lord of the Most High God to speak to you, to touch you and reach you, even though they may not know that that was what the intention was. But welcome. We are doing words of encouragement video number 27. I'm going to keep recording so you will have a word of encouragement each week. They can help you ask questions about yourself. Look into yourself and see what is there, what is not there. Mm -hmm. So this word of encouragement, number 27, from Agape Love, Love is Here's Global Teaching Ministry, out of the Zoom studio, is entitled, What Spirit is Within You and Causes You to Live in Its Laws, Statutes, and to Obey Them? Yeah, that's a good question that I'm going to be asking you. But before we begin the teaching, Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for Pixabay. We thank you for all that will watch this video and hear a word of encouragement about themselves. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit open up their spiritual eyes, their spiritual ears, and their spiritual mind to hear you see you, and understand these words. We thank you that you are at work here on social media. And we thank you that you are going all over the world in ways that many do not even understand or see or believe could be possible. But thank you for this lesson, number 27 that we will be exploring with these hearers and listeners of what spirit is within them and causes them to live in the laws and statutes of them to obey them. We thank you for all the help you can give us spiritually to help our spirit and then help our spirit, Father, to transform our soul and its mind into a righteous mind of Christ, made after your image and your likeness, with your knowledge and your truth, and filled with your wisdom. We thank you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right. We're going to use a scripture right from the word of God. 
the Old Testament out of the King James Bible. As you know, that's the one Pastor Deborah uses because it has no commentaries in it by any denomination, teacher of the word. It just has the direct translation into English. But if you're in another country, and maybe your Bibles are being burned, I just saw that on a LinkedIn post, that over in a country that is dominated by another religion, another God, he is burning through his servants the word of God, the Bible. But don't you dare be discouraged. That's nothing new between the God of the word of King James, the God of this video. He is not concerned with the burning of his words. It's been going on a long time. But he's got ways and he's opening up new ways and roads for us to travel if we will go there and break out of our little corral or buildings and way of reaching people. Social media is fixing to take off in many countries and even probably on Mars and the moon. Mm -hmm. Then out to the galaxies. Mm -hmm. You don't think God's going to stop just because his Bibles are burned. So I'm trying to teach wonderful pastors to get on social media, teach on videos, and they can do it. But a lot of them been taught. The only way you can do preaching or teaching is in person. And yes, we should continue to do that if we can. The Bible is on social media, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Audio Bibles, video Bibles. Bible stories, word-for-word word, movies. They've been made. They are there. Don't even need the book, the Bible. Mm -hmm. God's moving. This God, as you can see, he is infinite. He is speaking out. He's doing things that you don't even know. Mm -hmm. He moves in dreams. You cannot burn a dream. He gives visions. He speaks. Even when people are in mosque, synagogues, praying at a wall and bowing. Mm -hmm. He is limitless and he has ways beyond our understanding. But this video is just to give you a little help to ask you a question of what spirit is within you. We're going to go to Ezekiel. 36, 26 through 28. Ezekiel was a wonderful, wonderful traveler in the realm of the spirit. He would have visions and he would be taken out of his body. His spirit would be that part of us that lives on after earthly death. He traveled on up to the kingdom of heaven in the spirit. But his spirit wasn't yet born again, so it needed help just to stand up in the mighty spiritual presence of God. He couldn't believe what he was seeing. His physical body was back on earth, maybe sleeping, maybe just sitting by a river, maybe just in prayer times. And he records to us his visions of his spiritual trips. 
great book to read. In Ezekiel 26, he says to us about God, what God had said to him on one of these trips. God says, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. That sounds exciting. But it must tell us that there is a heart in there, which is your mind of your soul, and a spirit that isn't very nice. It's not acceptable to this God of Ezekiel. God goes on and says, and I will take away the stony, hard, unbendable, inflexible heart out of your flesh. What does that mean? That means your soul has a mind, and it's in your flesh, your physical body, and it's like a stone. It's not alive. It's not living. It's hard, crusted over time and flesh, sin. And it will not move or budge, cannot be reached. And this God of Ezekiel goes on and says, I will give you a heart of flesh. That means a heart that is soft. It can be nourished fed and can be used to help your soul in its emotions. It will help its soul to make decisions. It will help its soul and with its physical body and all of its appetites and desires. It will become a living soul with this new heart, this new mind. Boy. We've got a lot of work that has to be done in us. And this God of Ezekiel said, I'm willing to do it. Mm -hmm. Verse 27. And I, the Lord God of Ezekiel, continued to say, I will put my spirit right there within you. Do you have the God? Of Ezekiel. Do you have his spirit within you? Great question to be asking yourself, especially if you have been worshiping other gods that Ezekiel did not worship. And this God of Ezekiel, who wants to give you a new mind, a new heart, and give you a new spirit. Now, the spirit that he wants to give you, his, is not new. His spirit is of ancient of days, old, eternal, always has been. But he has to put it inside of a new spirit of you. See, he looks at the spirit as his holy of holies, his temple where he wants to reside, where he wants to live in, settle down, be at peace in, and lead you and guide you. Then he looks at the soul of us, our will, our mind, and our emotions as the outer court 
of this temple complex. Then the physical bodies, like the walls around it that everybody sees. This is the pattern he used in the Old Testament. He couldn't explain all of this to dead spiritual people yet. It's so out of this world understanding. So he used examples in the natural to help them. So he's telling Ezekiel here in verse 27, I want to put my spirit, that's the Holy Spirit of God himself, in your spirit and cause you to walk, to live, to understand, to be at peace in my statutes. And what are his statutes? Those are his rules for life, his laws that we need to learn to follow. So when pressure comes to our physical body or soul, we will remember his laws and statutes and say, can't do that. That's against the law of my God. Now, Satan took this. And he put himself in people. And he is teaching them to follow his laws and statutes. We see that all over the world. When we'll call them religious fanatics. We see that. And he says, and you shall keep, which means do, obey, honor my judgment. And do them. He says there is a judgment for every behavior, every thought, everything you think and do spiritually. And it will have effects on your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions, and your physical body. He's trying to help us that we are a three-part being, a spirit, soul, and physical body. And they are all interconnected, and they all affect each other. And he is trying to tell us ways of living our life out of the spirit realm. With his spirit in us, deep in the holy of holies, leading us and guiding us, talking to us, showing us the way to go, how to answer problems. How to be strong when oppression and vexation come towards us and how. We must forgive those that mistreat us, do evil things against us. We must understand and see what's going on with our spiritual eyes. That this is a spiritual work that is coming out, being reflected through the soul, through the physical body. His greatest judgment his statue and law is love your neighbor. Forgive them that mistreat you and do you evil. Have mercy on them. And he showed us what that looked like on the cross. He showed us when he healed people of demonic spirits. He was showing the power of mercy and his judgment against them the other realm of the spirit. So he's asking you, do you have his spirit within your holy of holies? 
your deep spirit? Has he given you a new heart through your spirit? Has he even given you a new spirit inside of this physical body? I ran into many unsaved human spirits as I was learning about working in the occult, which is high priestesses, people in the darkness, in secret societies, working and serving Satan spiritually. Their soul was the personality of their spirit. It was a, the spirit was moving, but it was encased in the beliefs of the soul and in lies and deceptions. They were multiple personality people. Mm -hmm. We see that a lot now in world leaders. They talk to their family one way. They talk to their same political party one way. They talk to all of us others out here another way. They'll lie right on the screen. They'll change their minds. And they want you to submit no matter what. There's great turmoil going on and a lot of people are getting upset. But it's nothing new. It's nothing that is, has not been done before. And each person is challenged with what they're going to do and for what the reasons are. I do struggle with most of humanity because of the evilness that they do, the deeds and oppression and slavery and bondage and lying. Can't change them. So I have to work on me to stay in the spirit of God. I have to see them through his eyes, with his heart of Isaiah 61 and 62. I have to be knowledgeable about the king of this earthly world, Satan. I have to know how he works. I have to look into the darkness and see the evil creatures. And this God who put his spirit in me, in my spirit, gives me gifts that I may discern spirits, gifts of wisdom, knowledge, gifts to interpret dreams. I've been doing that for a young man now. He hasn't yet developed his spirit. He sends me his dream. I give him the interpretation that God gives me through years and years of experience. It's a gift. Because when God gives a dream, or even Satan, only God himself, this spirit that's in within Pastor Deborah, knows what it means. So I always have to ask him, what's the interpretation? And that the goal is to slowly help the young man seek out God himself to interpret the dreams. It is a gift to do ministry with. So Pastor Deborah got this new spirit. Her spirit became new at three or four. Oh, it kind of stayed dormant. It read the word but didn't know much about it until the powerful presence of God was released 
at the Brownsville Revival back in 1995. I laid in the presence of God night after night for years and years, and God was touching my spirit, talking to it, getting it ready for ministry. Then I went into the deliverance ministry and the prayer team, started ministering, and I hadn't even gone to Bible school, wasn't even an ordained minister. But God was moving through me, with me, helping me, guiding me, teaching me to live out of his realm, out of his Holy Spirit, to reach people and do ministry spiritually in the realm of the Spirit. Now we're going to go to verse number 28 of Ezekiel 36, 26 through 28. And you, little one, as Pastor Deborah has, shall dwell, spiritually live in the spiritual land that I gave your fathers. Mm -hmm. The spiritual land, the kingdom of heaven. That's what came back with Christ Jesus, came out of the wilderness and said, repent, turn from your thinking, your beliefs. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I've been living in it for many, many years now. And I learned about it and how to live in it through a wonderful teacher. He's in heaven now. His name is Dr. Miles Monroe. I have lots of his videos on the YouTube channel, The Hidden Kingdoms, for you to watch. Watch them over and over. Learn about the kingdom that you are a king in it. Jesus did not bring back a religion, a denomination. They were already here. The Jews had the Pharisees, the Sadducees, mm -hmm. the Zealots. That's religion. Those were denominations. He didn't bring that. He brought a kingdom. And he told us he was the king of it. And that's how come he got crucified. The battle was not over him being a teacher, a preacher, a prophet, a man of God. Everybody knew he was. I knew God was with him as he was doing powerful ministry, healing and casting out of devils. But what the Jews hated that he claimed to be their king, which back in the old days, back in Samuel's days, they had rejected God as their king. You go read it. They didn't want an invisible spiritual God, the one that brought them out of Egypt to be their king, to go into battle for them, to be their judge. They wanted earthly kings like all the other nations. This was the battle. The Jews rose up because they wanted to be the kings of the Jewish people the leaders of religion, the supreme authorization of religion. And they didn't like the fact that this young man who had never gone to Bible school, wasn't a Pharisee or a Sadducee, said he was the king. And even Pilate questioned, said, here is your king that you say. And the Jews, the leaders said, we have no king but Caesar. Even Pilate, in his interrogation of Jesus, 
said, who are you? You say, your people say, you are a king. He didn't ask him if he was a prophet, a teacher, a preacher, a man of God. They all knew he was. But he was going to use this title of authority and dominion, king. So see, Pilate asked him, are you a king then? And Christ Jesus said, for that reason was I born, to bear witness to that truth. And my kingdom is not of this world. And if I so desired, I could send a legion of angels down here to defeat you, Pilate. The battle was over the kingship of the earth, the rulership, the authority and dominion of the earth. Humanity was given this in Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Mm -hmm. That was the battle, not if he was a man of God. He had, didn't even go to Bible school. And he was teaching and preaching, and he was declaring himself a king. So Dr. Miles Monroe helped me to understand that, to read the Bible from a king and kingdom perspective. Even in one of the other books in Isaiah, we're told the sun's coming and he's bringing a kingdom, a government. It's all about government and rulership and leadership. Mm -hmm. That's right. So a lot of the Christians and even your other faith leaders have got it all wrong. They're a rabbi, an imam. They're a preacher, a teacher. It has nothing to do with what this God desires to put in us, for us to live by, for our spirit to become what the battle royal is. Between this God and Satan, are you a king? Are you made in the image and the likeness of the king of the kingdom of heaven? Dr. Miles Monroe teaches it so well. Please go watch it. So verse 28 goes on and says, And you shall be my people. And I shall be your God. That was a problem. Ask yourself, are you the people of this God of Ezekiel? Could you say that you are the people of the God of Israel, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Does your God live with inside of your spirit? Does he have a holy, a holy sin there, a throne room where he sits? And rules over your spirit with his wisdom, his decrees, his statutes, his judgment. Does he help your, your spirit rise up and think like a king, a ruler, a leader here on earth over your own spirit, soul, and physical body? Mm -hmm. He's saying, and I will be your God. This God that lives within Pastor Deborah and soon will be in Ezekiel is our God. That means source, self-sustaining one, the one who gives all life, judgment, decrees, that brings life out of death, 
When he gives you a new spirit, he's bringing a new spirit within you. The old one must die. Give way. The soul, with its mind and its heart, it must give way to life. And he is saying, my spirit, when it's within you, will do that. Ask yourself, what spirit is within you? Do you even believe you have a spirit? Maybe you have evil spirits within you. Maybe you have a spirit of another God within you. Maybe your God is your prophet. Maybe it's your government. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's sexual pleasure. Maybe it's legacy or property. Maybe it's the God of greed. I just did a wonderful study to learn about the ancient history of aborting children in the womb. And you know where it goes back to? Back into the deep beginnings of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Back when the serpent had Satan inside of him. And he bit, bewitched the woman and man to disobey the commandment of do not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, or you will surely die. When the serpent was talked to, confronted by God about what did he do, he cursed the serpent and said, I will put enmity, hatred between your seed and the woman's seed. And it, the woman's seed, will bring forth and will come and it will crush your head, your authority. But you will bruise its heel. Right there. Satan knew that through a woman, there would be a baby in the womb, in her womb, a seed of God. And it would come to crush his head, his authority, his kingdom on earth. From that day forward, Satan began working on the very heart, mind, emotions of humanity to kill the babies in the womb. To kill their brother. And it became manifested when Cain killed his brother, Abel. And then it traveled down out of the ark with Noah into the children of Ham. Canaan, Canaan was cursed to be a servant of his brothers. And through that bloodline and into the rest of the bloodlines, Satan was working. He knew a seed of a child was coming. Didn't know when. He also knows that this same child is coming again back to earth to defeat him once and for all. And there will be a great battle. So he is trying to prevent every baby he can to be aborted into death. He's also working on children, infants through sickness and diseases, and human trafficking and abuse. He lives in great fear of every child being conceived, could be the one that is coming back 
to defeat him. And Satan's days on earth would be over. And he'd go to the lake of fire. So he is working through humanity's heart that has not been transformed. It's working through words mm -hmm. to make abortion legal by the government. Did you know I also learned that somebody had said that the Capitol building in America, as well as in any other country, is considered the temple of that government. There's high priestesses in there and high priests. They rule and reign all the temple workers. And guess what you're supposed to bring to that God? Because there's a God of the temple of the government of a nation or the government of a human being. You're to bring a sacrifice, a human sacrifice. So you will get blessings in the future to hide your sin, to cover up things you should, have, should not be doing, to make money for people who sell the baby parts. It's nothing new. It's the heart, the mind, and the soul that is not right. And the spirit in there is not right. So abortion is killing, murder by Satan of the seeds of God. Mm -hmm. He lives in great fear of every baby conceived. And he has now worked it so that when a baby is aborted, it is a sacrifice to himself. And the blood is shed. People are so happy because now their lives will be blessed. So I'm having to learn a lot about government, how it has replaced a lot of the ancient gods. But yet it is still, there is a God of every government. And their temples are all over the world. And they have their priests and their priestesses. They have their uh, people who serve the God. Mm -hmm. But this God of Ezekiel does not do that. He's a God of life. He desires many, many children. So we don't lose one that goes in the womb. Pastor Deborah goes or God goes or an angel. And we dedicate those little ones spiritually to the Heavenly Father. He will not lose them. They are considered just something to be sacrificed on the altar of self, of a government, to a God, to cover up sin. Oh, they call it many different things, health care, a person's right to choose. And the government gives them the covering to do that. I even studied Plato and the Hippocratic Oath. A doctor takes an oath to do no harm. Well, is giving an abortion, killing of a life that's in the womb, is that doing harm to that life form? They don't have this God of Ezekiel in them. Their minds have not been renewed, transformed. They're serving the God of this world. 
He lives in fear. His name is Satan, the adversary of God. When you see death of a baby in the womb, the adversary of God is at work. Mm -hmm. That's right. So I want to ask you this question. What spirit is within you and causes you to live in its laws, its statutes, and to obey them? Now, if I ask that to your soul, you could be one that says, oh, I believe in Christ Jesus, but you vote for a politician. You vote for abortion when you vote for politicians who believe in abortion. You give money to organizations who go over and believe in helping other nations to abort their babies. You do not have this God. He is not ruling you. His laws of life and love are not your statutes. You do not obey him. Mm -hmm. But you must ask yourself these questions. And you must be willing to look. There's a spiritual mind that you must get renewed, must be nourished by this God, fed with his laws of life and love. Then your spirit must grow and transfer and transform your old heart. Renew it to be the mind of Christ itself that lives and obeys this God's spirit and his laws of judgment and laws of love and life. Be encouraged. There is hope for you if you have the different God inside of you. Or if you have this God, but you are not obeying him. He is here right now to forgive you in great mercy. To wash those sins and all that away. Throw them into the sea of forgetfulness. And then he'll start with you again, teaching you, helping you to learn. So when you go into the voting booth and you have a choice to make, you will make the choice he desires for you to make. You will see through his eyes. You will feel with his heart. And you will understand what's going on with his mind. Most of us have been deceived bewitched under spells of concealment. Darkness has fallen on us. The spirit hasn't even come out of the soul's control, still married to it, one with it, the tale of it. You need a Hebrews 4.12 to come out, to be free, to be loose from the flesh, the veil of darkness that covers it as a waxed grossness. And that's here for you today too. So you can begin to go into the Holy of Holies in your spirit and encounter this God and talk to him. Let him teach you, guide you, give you his understanding of why he is the God of life. He will help you if you're seeking. No one is too far away from him that he cannot help. 
He'll take you in your dreams and talk to you. You might be in prayer times and your spirit will leave your body as Ezekiel did. You probably need help to stand up because until your spirit gets used to being in his spiritual presence, it's kind of weak. Needs a lot of his presence in you. And he'll help you. And so there's hope for you. And if you got the wrong spirit in you, and you're listening to his voice, the voice of the serpent, Satan, the adversary of God, he will cast that thing out of you if you want it to go. He will not do it against your free will. Many people are afraid because he is a domestic terrorist that lives inside of you. He will threaten you, cause you to be painful, threaten you to lose all your power, money, your reputation. Now, he could probably even kill you if God does not hold him off. So many people are afraid to let go and to leave Satan and his evil spirits behind and to have them cast out and replaced by this God of Ezekiel. But he will help you if you want it. So be encouraged. This God of Ezekiel desires to be in an intimate spiritual relationship with you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you for helping me to speak about you to them. And Father, anyone who desires, even had a thought, looks up and wants to be free from the other spirits, make it happen. If they do not have yet a new spirit within them from you, birth them anew. Bring them up out of a Hebrews 4.12. Let their spirit arise new. And put yourself in them. Help them to have your laws and statutes and judgments. Give them wisdom and knowledge as you speak to their spirit in your holy of holies. Father, help them. For we love them so much as you do. Father, you went to the cross for them. You took everything they deserve so they don't have to at the end of death. Father, make a way for them. This is your work. This is your inheritance out of the deep darkness, the treasures that have been covered up. Help them, Father, to breathe the free air of freedom. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'll see you in the next word of encouragement. Should be number 28 out of the Zoom studios with another motion video by Pixabay. And me, Pastor Deborah. See you then on the next word of encouragement. Bye.